Copa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the one and only Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. You guys want to do some shopping? You can go to RockyMountainATVMC.com because they are the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, ATVs, side-by-sides, street bikes, whatever you got. They got you handled. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free. That's right. It is free. Three-day shipping, over 75 bones. It's easy to see why you guys should be going to KieferInkTesting.com, clicking on the RMATVMC banner. And that directs you back to Rocky Mountain and just continue to live your life, continue to do your shopping. And that gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing and lets them know you like this show, helps us out huge. So thank you for doing that. So basically takes about five seconds just to go to my website, click on that banner, and uh, you're basically it's doing a win-win situation here for me, for you, and for Rocky Mountain. So I appreciate it. That's a great way uh, if you guys... Hit me up and say, hey, what can I do for you? You've answered all my questions. Just simply go to Rocky Mountain. Uh, well, go to my site, then go to Rocky Mountain, do your shopping. That helps us out. So thank you. FXR Racing, you guys want some new gear? The new Podium Pro line that just came out in St. Louis is available out right now. You can use the code KKMX35. Save yourself 35% off your order over on FXRRacing.com. Um, let me tell you, Podium Pro... Uh, you got Revo, you got Helium, all of those lines of gear are great. They got some cool colors no matter what bike you have. If you're a lady and you want to get some extra percentage off of your order, I have a code for you guys right there. You can email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you a special ladies code that is better than the guys with testosterone code. That's right. I want to keep you ladies on the track, looking good at FXR Racing. And do me a favor. If you ladies out there do get the FXR gear and get the code and you get the gear and go riding, send me a photo of you guys ripping in your new gear. I like seeing that kind of thing and uh, seeing this go all the way through. Sometimes it's hard to believe if it's really a a woman or not on the other end of that email, but you ladies out there have been doing a great job of sending me some photos before you guys get the gear. So thank you very much and uh, continue to do that over at FXRRacing.com. And look to get your suspension done or maybe your engine mods done. Racetech is the place to do it. Go to Racetech.com. You can use the code Kiefer, and uh, that'll save you some extra money. Or sales at Racetech.com. Use the word Kiefer, and that'll save you some money. And uh, trust me, those guys do hell of a job. They're just doing our CRF 250 right now. They did our RMZ 450 that's up on my site now. Lots of stuff going on. I'm doing it. An even bigger, well, I shouldn't say bigger, a part two spring conversion shootout, which Racetech will be a part of in that as well. So lots of good sponsors and advertisers on this show that can help you out. And let's not forget all of them, please, because these guys 
really do. That's right. They really do help us out and they get us through the day. And <laughs> let me tell you, it keeps this thing up and moving. Rocky Mountain, FXR, Racetech, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 6D Helmets, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Motorsports, and Motorcycle Tires, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants, Decal Works, and Lit Pro, and of course, Robert Kong over at Mission Inge Imaging. If you guys need an MRI, he is the place to go if you're in Southern California, 909-433-0575. Thank you to those people very, very much, and welcome how are you guys doing? It's a new week, a new episode here. I'm happy to be here. Just got uh, back from St. Louis with Steve and Weege and the guys doing uh, the Supercross over there. Very cool to go to St. Louis again. I think it's my fourth time going to St. Louis. We did a live show Friday night, which was really cool. Uh, if you guys haven't been to a live show yet, um, I will be in Boston and also another live show. I think we're trying to line one up for Denver. Not sure yet, but Basically, Foxborough is going to be a good time. So if you're in the Boston area and you want to go see a cool show, check it out. JT, me, Steve, and Weege will be there. We'll be having a great time. And there's been some cool stuff happening at these uh, live shows. Uh, in St. Louis, we had a guy surprise his woman and asked her to marry, get married. So uh, that was cool. Uh, last time we had, uh, what, a push-up contest, and then we had a pony cut. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a circumcision next time. You never know. We're trying to top ourselves over here. Uh, baptism, something. We're going to have to keep this thing rolling. So Boston, if you guys are ready, it's going to be a fun show. So uh, you can go to pulpmx.com and see uh, where, when, the times, place, everything. So go go check that out. But it was a good time in St. Louis. But I thought we need to get back on track here over on the Kiefer Inc. testing side. So today... We're going to give you uh, KTM and Husqvarna lovers and your new uh, bike some love. We're going to give you some baseline settings, some tips and tricks. I've been putting a lot of time on the Rockstar FC250 as well as the KTM 450 Factory Edition. So after numerous tracks and numerous hours on these bikes, I come up with a baseline setting. You guys know what I do here. You can go to KieferIncTesting.com and check out um, the numbers uh, that we do for the 2022 bikes, but I try to get a middle ground for riders between 160 and about 200 pounds, uh, comfortable setting, so you don't have to screw with all the shit when you guys are out riding. I know some of you guys, uh, especially I met a few of you guys in St. Louis that are really appreciative of these settings, so uh, that makes my life a little bit uh, nicer, I guess, to know that this stuff is working, and uh my work that has been going into these things, my hours has been uh, not going unnoticed. So that's very cool. Um, we'll be back next week. We're going to be um, doing that suspension podcast that we talked about a while ago. Rob from RaceX is going to join me, and I might get Mark from uh, REP Suspension. Similar to what we did over with the engine podcast with Jamie Ellis and Chad Braun, I want to do that on the other side of things with suspension. So I have a lot of questions for these guys uh, so if you do have suspension questions and you want answered in the next show, email me, chris, at keferinktesting.com, and I will try to answer um, or at least ask those questions and get them answered for you on that show that's coming up. So um, that's what we do here at Kiefer Inc. Uh, big testing uh, guru, Kiefer Inc. Uh, we try to answer your questions and get them answered here. Yeah, that's right. 2022 KTM 450. Let's talk about it. Marvin Muscan, one, St. Louis. So whatever they've been searching for, they found it. 
and I want to talk about this a little bit. The perception of race team or factory bikes, a lot of you guys out there think, oh, that has something to do with my production bike. That's not always the case. There is, at times, that production flaws do come out in race team machines, but that also doesn't mean because Cooper Webb comes into a corner and washes out doesn't mean that us normal dudes are going to wash out because, oh, the bike doesn't corner as good. And I will say this. The new KTM chassis, the new generation chassis, is stiffer feeling in areas, which is good and bad. Uh, you can combat that a little bit with suspension settings, which we'll talk about. But this bike in area two, in the middle part of the corner, is a little bit heavier feeling. And the bike itself overall is up almost seven pounds. So that is higher than it's ever been. So there are some differences between the bikes. Um, I know I've come to, to say, like, it feels similar than the old bike, and it does. But there are some differences, especially on lean angle on throttle. I do feel like this bike is better, especially at Glen Helen. I've got more time on the bike. I think we have almost 30 hours on the bike now. So I've been riding the shit out of this bike. And there are... To me, the positives outweigh the negatives from last year's frame, at least when the frames break in. And for me, lean angle on throttle traction is much higher than the previous generation frame. So I do like that. So some of the things that I notice right away that you need to to do uh, that the, the factory doesn't do. So there are little pockets, uh, little tiny holes, not holes, I guess little slits in the frame that do... Um, produce the chance for you guys to get condensation and water inside the frame. Now, that doesn't mean your frame is going to fill up with water and it's going to be heavy. There are some drainage points in the frame that will allow the water to run through, but there will be water inside of your frame if you do power wash it. So up front near the head tube, if you go down the front part of the spar, there are there is like a little brace, which a little slit um, needs to be silicone. So what the factory did for us on our magazine bikes is they silicone these parts up so that if we do wash them, water doesn't get inside of them. So that is something that you guys can do. Just get in the garage, put it on a stand, and then get underneath the bike and look at these, these little slits that are up higher than these bottom holes. You will see down below on your frame rails, there are some exit holes for the water to get out of. And on the inside of the frame near the cylinder head area, there is another one. So you want to leave those exit points open, but down the front part of the frame, if you look in directly behind the front wheel, there is one specific place where water can get in, and that's just going to rust out your frame inside. So just silicone that up a little bit, and that'll prevent anything from getting inside of it, dirt, water, anything that can harm the frame and just maybe can't really get out. So at some point in time, if you do get water in there, it's going to evaporate, but that can cause your frame to rust quicker over time. So that's just something I noticed that I thought you guys should do. And also, if you guys get this factory edition and they come with these stock frame guards, you have two options. A Cherubis will have some out. Um, they're basically a frame guard with grip on the side, which are really good. Or just take those things completely off, and I run frame tape. Uh, there is a guy named Corey Barbary, Barbie, Barbie or Barbary? I think it's Barbie on Instagram, and uh, he sells the grip tape that all the factory guys run. So if you guys are wondering who does the factory grip tape, this is the guy. He's going to have his own website up soon, so I can get you in contact with him. 
If you guys can't find Corey Barbie on Instagram or don't have Instagram, hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll get you in contact with him. You guys get some frames, some grip tape. It's really good stuff. Uh, it lasts at least four rides, unlike other grip tape that lasts one ride. So he does really good work, and the cuts are really nice. So it's not janky cuts where you're going to catch your boot and rip the thing off right away anyway. So it's good adhesive. It comes off nice. Um, but for me, if you are going to keep those stock plastic frame guards on, where the swing arm pivot bolt goes through, you can take that left side cover off and then drill a hole right where that nut goes on. Because what happens over time is if you have that frame guard on, that nut will start to back out. Okay, so this is a problem with KTMs. A lot of, since there is more vibration with this bike, these nuts and these things back out sooner than other Japanese models. So I've had that pivot bolt nut back out almost all the way, and I never knew it until it was too late, and it bored a, a hole, not a hole, but it, it just kind of oblonged the hole through the swing arm and then made more play and slop than it should be. So it just jacks up the bearings inside. It jacks up the the hole that goes through your swing arm because that act, that pivot uh, bolt that goes through, it just vibrates and moves more because that nut is backed out. So if you drill a hole the size of the nut uh, from that frame guard, you can actually see when it's backing out and you still have your frame guard on. That's the clean way to doing it if you're not just taking it off. I know some of you guys just rip those things off anyway, but if you like that stock stuff, uh, simply just drilling a hole out and so you can see that nut if it does back up. And that way you can check it from time to time. So be sure to check that pivot bolt nut a lot. Check your uh, engine mount bolts. Those things will vibrate out. Check your spokes because these stock wheels are shit from KTM. As At, at least the spokes are. Uh, when you first get your bike, you're going to ride them once. And then you better check your spokes because they're probably going to be at least six to eight of them are going to be really loose. And then your wheels out of true or your spokes are going to be gone. So make sure you check your spokes every ride for at least seven hours. And then once they have seated, which will take seven hours, uh, check them every other ride. Because these things will back out and they're just junk. If it was me, I'd go to W, uh, get a set of wheels, uh, Han wheels, um, or what I've been running lately on the Kawasaki. Um, for me, uh, I prefer a Han wheel with a DID Dirt Star rim and then good heavy-duty spokes. So John over at W, they don't sponsor us or anything. I just really like the quality of their wheels. Uh, it's a good company. It's a good family over there, and that's what I would do. And they have edge wheel sets. If you can't afford a Han wheel set, the edge wheel sets are really good, a little bit heavier. Uh, I know Rocky Mountain makes wheel sets. Those are a little bit heavier, but the hubs are really good. The spokes are really good. So if you don't mind adding more weight to your KTM, which, I don't know, to me, if you're buying this bike, you are probably concerned with weight because you're one of those guys. You have some money, and you want your stuff to be good and at the high end of stuff, which I understand. So if that's the case, just simply go to W, and they have some light wheels and actually can last <laughs> more than one ride. So... Uh, those spokes are they're just junk. And also, too, I've noticed uh, I broke a fork guard, a uh, right fork guard, where the factory hole shot device is. What happens is with that hold, hole shot device on, it's a little bit of weight. When you over jump something or slap down, it'll break near the, 
the whole shot device so your fort guard will snap off. That is something that I've run into. So be on the lookout for that or just go to a works connection uh, pro launch device, which is a little lighter and they won't break off. That is something that I would go do ASAP. Uh, gearing is a 1351 on this bike. Now, look, I have a different ECU, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But if you have a stock ECU and you're going to run that, to me, go to a 1350. I feel like second gear is pretty short on this stock bike, considering what it could be. So uh, KTM went from a 1349 to a 1351 because the transmission gear spacing and everything is different inside the new chassis and the new 22.5. But I still feel like I can go to a 1350, and that helps. No matter what, you're never going to get this bike to lug like a Yamaha YZ450. I even have uh, one of those Taipan AIM ECUs on, which I've been working through with those guys. And it will pull second gear so freaking far, but it still will not lug like I like it to lug, similar to the Yamaha. So unless you're building the motor, adding compression... This thing is meant to downshift to second gear. So if you do have this bike and you're coming off of a Yamaha, remember, second gear is friendlier than the Yamaha. If you go to second gear on a Yamaha, it's very short. You use third gear like, ah, that's what I should be doing. I should be in third gear in the corners. Well, this KTM likes to be ridden in second gear, and it will reward you to pull out of that corner longer in second gear. Now, I have been going through some... ECU testing with uh, the Taipan and the AIM guys, AIM, if you guys are wondering. You can look that up online. Um, it's called the Taipan, T-A-I-P-A-N-E-C-U. These guys have been in the go-kart industry, snowmobile industry for a long time, and those um, AIM, AIM, that's what they call themselves, uh, have been doing a good job over there. But they want to enter into the motocross market, and so I've been doing a lot of ECU testing with Jamie at Twisted Development and trying to get this ktm ecu dialed in so if you do end up buying one there's maps available um it runs clean it has good starting all these things that i've been kind of going through the past month and a half or so with this bike so i will say what's cool about this taipan ecu versus a vortex ecu is its ability to be able to get mapped per gear so if i want a longer second gear which i do um, i can map that for second gear. You can't really do that. The parameters aren't available there from the Vortex to do that. Um, but this Taipan ECU has that availability, which is really cool. So we've been mapping second, third, and fourth gears on this bike. And I can tell you right now, I had a couple guys ride this bike, and they're like, I cannot believe how far I can get out of the corner in second gear and just continue to pull in second gear down the straightaway. You have the option to shift sooner, which is cool, which is available. But... If you're lazy and you just want to roll that thing on, second gear pulls very far on this ECU. So that is really amazing with this bike. I've been riding with this, I don't know, since it's 12-hour mm, mark. In about 12 hours, I was trying this ECU, going back and forth to stock one. And that's what I've noticed with this, this Taipan ECU is, man, how well it can just pull second and third gears forever. Um, that's something I never felt with a Vortex, no matter how good the mapping. And Chad and Jamie have done some amazing maps on some Vortex for me on previous KTMs. But uh, the Taipan ECU outdoes the Vortex in some areas. I will say, 
as of right now, and I'm sure we can work through this, it doesn't, it's not quite as clean in the starting um, development. So when I go to start it, it takes a little bit of time to start and it pops maybe a little bit, but once it's, it's running, it runs really clean and nice. It just, the starting procedure and the, the map that we have to go and continue to work on is just quite not there yet. So if you're looking for an ECU, Yes, the Vortex, if you have an older KTM model, yes, that will currently work on the 22.5 machines. So you can simply just send your ECU into Jamie or Chad, and they can remap them and put them back in your bike, and then you have that. So yes, older ECUs will fit in the new bike. So that is a plus. <clears throat> if you are going with an aftermarket ECU, uh, that 1350 gearing will be very good because uh, you can pull second gear even longer. And for me, you can still get in the third gear and, and roll around nicely with the 1350 gearing. If you guys are thinking it's a little bit short for you and maybe a little bit jerky, maybe too fast off the bottom, go to a 1350 and that will be uh, just fine for you. Also, another important tidbit before we get some suspension is I want to talk about the chain slack. It is very important. I've had the guys over at KTM ask me, and physically come over to check my chain slack on my bike while it's in the pits. They have had some chains breaking. I shouldn't say they. I have seen some chains breaking with guys that haven't been adjusting them correctly. I've asked these guys that have some chains break, where is your chain slack? He's like, oh, two fingers. It doesn't matter. This bike is super sensitive to chain slack. So, if it's anything less than 70 millimeters, it's going to be too tight. And you guys are saying, hey, Kiefer, I have 70 millimeters. It looks like it's going to fall off the sprocket. Take off your shock. First of all, adjust it to 70 millimeters. Take off your shock. Move that rear wheel up and watch how tight your chain will get. So it's at its loosest point right when you see it. So as soon as you compress your bike, there is a tight spot that's going up past halfway of travel, and upward. So do not fret if you think that your uh, chain is going to fall off. So anywhere 68 to 70 millimeters is key. I've had 58 millimeters, and I've got yelled at because it was too tight. So just pay attention to your chain slack. Get a little a ruler or some type of measuring stick and just use that measurement from the bottom. Okay, this is what they said. i got to remember this the bottom of the chain slider up to the top. Hold on. I'm trying to get this right. The bottom of the chain slider to the bottom of the chain. Okay? So you're the very start of the chain slider up until you hit the first part of the chain is the 70 millimeter measurement. That's where you want it. Another thing, chain sliders, they're like the cowie. You will, get, you will <laughs> eat the shit out of them real quick. 12 hours in, I need a chain slider. So hopefully they're available by now. You guys are going to be pissed off. So if you haven't looked at your chain slider, take off your chain. Look at that chain slider. And chances are if you're over 12 hours right now, that chain slider plastic will be eight through a lot. So uh, that's something you want to keep up on as well because that will also affect your chain slack if it's getting worn um, or if you have that pad that's a little bit newer, that will also affect your chain slack. So just pay attention to those key areas. That's something I've noticed so far that's very important. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this special podcast about the KTM and the Rockstar FC250. 
be right back. Listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. Get the discount codes. If not, hit me up on my email, and I will give them to you. But please listen to these things because they help us out. We'll be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful T-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some T-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a T-shirt. You can get anything you want on that T-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like "Let's go, buddy," or "Free jailbirds." I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? BloodLubricants.com. 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run... Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great, keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So, Great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-Engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's Ride-Engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, ProTaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, ProTaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. 
you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages, and you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Time. Why you punish me? Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times, you can reach your full potential, and of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy, that's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. All right, we're back. Thanks for hanging in there. I appreciate it. You guys are troopers. On with the KTM 450 Factory Edition and 250 Rockstar Edition pod. All right, so you guys are looking for a baseline setting. If you guys listen to the, to the Spring Conversion Podcast, you guys know all about that. But if you're going to run your AER stuff right now, fork height, second line, I went back and forth on this. If you do feel like you get some oversteer, like you're getting some knifing, uh, drop that to the first line. I've uh, noticed that I've done that quite a few times, and I've liked that more. So the first line is my pick right now. 
but the stock is the second line. If you like a little bit quicker steering, you want a little bit quicker area too, like I mentioned, keep that in the second line. Compression, 14 out. Rebound, a 12 out. Air pressure, if you're anywhere near 170 to 200, keep that air pressure at 11.0 once broken in. Before that, before seven hours, 10.9. Yes, 0.1 bar does make a difference. So after seven hours, 11 bar. Before seven hours, 10.9. And that should be a happy place for that fork for that weight. Uh, shock, 105. Very important. Uh, compression, 13 out. Rebound, 14 out. High speed anywhere between uh, what I call 1.5, even though they're clicks. Okay, so I'm not really going off of clicks. If you have it in the stock position and you go all the way around or all the way in one time, that's one out. Okay, so anywhere between one and a half to one and three quarters is where you need to be, and that is a happy uh, place for this KTM 450 to be. Things I've noticed while I'm riding, yes, vibration is up. It will start to get better, shockingly. I have no idea why it does it, but it will get better as it goes on. Um, it'll kind of die down. I've been running pro taper bars. Husqvarna stock is what I've been running. That's the closest thing I can find to that stock band. I've tried race team band, which is like a 996 on a pro taper. It's too flat, didn't like it. Tried a SX race, too tall, didn't like it. So what I'm going with now, and I'm a pain in the ass with this, and I apologize, but if you guys are just like me, use a Husqvarna stock pro taper bar. Uh, go get some ride engineering bar mounts, which will be out next week. You'll have some bar mounts for you. And get the plus five spacer with the longer bolt. So you're plus five up on the middle of that height area in the bar mount, but yet you still have a lower, flatter bar so you can get in the corner. So uh, anywhere between 5'11 to six foot two, you will like this bend and you will like that height. Again, ride engineering bar mounts. Ask for five millimeter spacers. I think he has three and five, plus three and plus five spacers. You will need a longer bolt, so make sure that comes with it. And uh, that is the move on the cockpit right now. Stock pegs, I'm using a stock seat. That seat will break down. So if you guys do end up washing your bike, you can simply wash it without that seat on, and that won't break the foam down as much. Uh, so... Overall, I'm pretty happy with this bike. It's a lot of fun for me to ride. Uh, like I mentioned earlier podcast, my lap times seem to be better on this bike than they are on the Yamaha. But for whatever reason, I have uh, I have just have more comfort on the Yamaha. But my lap times don't don't really go into that. My lap times are better on the KTM because I think it's easier to ride because roll on is much easier to manage. It pulls farther, so I I can work a little bit less. And the cockpit, to me, is a little bit friendlier than the Yamaha. So hopefully Yamaha pulls their shit together in 23 and gets a little bit better of a rider triangle and gets a smoother low-end transition for these guys that want more linear power, uh, similar to a KTM. So there's a lot of pluses to the KTM. Uh, don't expect it to have a shit ton of low-end, like, snap and excitement. When I first rode it, I thought, man, it has more power than the older model. Then I got back on the older model and noticed, yes, it is a little bit better, but not drastically much better. I'm still a map one type of rider. Map two has more snap, but it's too short of a pull. So if you guys are still working with the stock ECU, map one is good. 
I'm not really fucking with TC at all out here. Uh, I'm even on the West Coast hard pack, and I don't fuck with it. So you East Coast guys, sure as hell ain't going to need TC. And the quick shift, uh, I've just forgot it was there, honestly. And let's be real with you guys. If you're an experienced motorcycle rider, you will not even fuck with quick shift, I don't think, unless you want to use it off the start. And uh, I haven't really raced this bike yet, so uh, maybe I'll do that here soon. Actually, we have a race this weekend. If I end up racing this weekend with Aiden, I will try that off the start and see what it does and get some feedback for you guys out there. But that is the ins and outs of a 2022 KTM 450. Um, oh, yeah, I guess I should talk about mufflers. So uh, I have tried a couple different mufflers right now, Pro Circuit uh, and FMF. I'm sorry, FMF and a Pro Circuit, right? They have theirs coming out here shortly. Uh, FMF seems to always get it really good. They sent me some early um, pre-pro mufflers, and I've kind of went through the ones I liked, and uh, that is available now at your KTM dealer. You can't get it through FMF because they have a exclusive um, deal with KTM where you got to go to an actual dealership to get the muffler, which is cool. keeps the dealers up and moving and makes you go to the dealer, so I like that, but... Uh, you will not get more bottom end with this FMF muffler. You will get more mid-range and a little bit more top. Uh, I do like that you will lose almost two pounds, so you'll drop that weight back down. And I keep the insert in on this Pacific model. I basically take out the screen, put the insert back in, and that's what I've been running with. Last year, I told you guys on this model to run this, the insert out, but for the engine that is... Uh, this 22.5, I feel like it runs better with the insert in. So leave that insert in. If you can take the screen out, cool. Uh, if you want to do the lazy man's way, you can simply punch a hole through the screen and not even remove the insert and then run that punch or whatever you have that you went through the, the back of the screen and bore it out and just circle your way around, and that'll open that screen up like it's not even there. That's the poor man, lazy man's way of doing it. If not, take that thing out and cut it out and then put it back in. It doesn't doesn't take that long. It's kind of the pain in the ass to take that snap ring out a little bit on that insert, but it's worth it for the, if you want it cleaner. I mean, it is a $14,000 motorcycle, so you might want to do the do the clean way. All right. Um, also, too, Jamie has that um, insert that goes in between the head pipe and the head, and that'll get you some more snaps, some more connectivity, it works really good. I think it's around 200, 250 bucks. I could be wrong, but you can hit up Twisted, and it's an exhaust flange that goes in between your cylinder and, uh, I'm sorry, your head and then your, your head pipe. That will help connectivity and give you some more snaps. If you're looking for a little bit more excitement, that will help, and that's a good mod. Even if you, kit, if you keep the stock muffler, this is a great mod to put on, and it will fit. So he has them in stock. And uh, there's plenty of there available right now that you can get, and it's a good mod. So if you guys are looking to do something without waiting on a pipe or spending a grand on a pipe, that exhaust flange will help a lot. So you can go to Jamie and get that for you. Moving on to the Rockstar 250, I've actually just given this bike to one of my um, my friends, which is helps Aiden wrench on his practice bike, Eddie Larratt. He is 205, 10 pounds, and you watch the Racer X videos, he was on that. He loves this bike. He's just coming off of not riding for about eight months, and he says, I'm too scared to ride a 450 right now. I don't want to get hurt, and he's having a blast on this 250. So you bigger guys out there that are thinking uh, need a big bike to have fun, that's bullshit. You can have fun on a 250. Uh, 
you're going to jump what you're going to jump anyway, so don't come back and say, well, I need to clear this double and I don't have enough power. That's bullshit. You've already made your mind up when you went to the track if you were going to jump it or not. And chances are pretty high. If you had a 450, you'd get yourself in trouble and probably jump it and then get hurt. And then you're off the bike. And then you're pissed off at yourself, me, your wife. It's all fucked up. So don't do that. Get a bike that allows you to have fun and don't worry about your dick size. Okay? doesn't matter the, the engine size, 250 or 450. Whatever keeps you safe and keeps you on the bike and have the most fun. That's what I recommend. So, you bigger riders, vet guys, don't be deterred by um, smaller bikes. Just because your buddies have 450s doesn't mean you're not going to be able to keep up with them. You probably last longer. And it's like probably like taking a blue pill for older dudes, right? Like, hey, I'm be able to last longer. You know, I'm going to stay hard for six hours versus 15 minutes. That's a 250. The 250 is the blue pill. God, I should be a marketing genius for Husqvarna. Hey, everybody, what's up? You're looking to last longer and go harder? That's right. The FC250 is the blue pill of the motocross world. <laughs> oh, man, the shit I think is, is warped. It's awesome. Uh, here's some uh, settings for the FC250. Similar to uh, what I was talking about on the KTM, on the chassis side of things, I do feel like there's more upside to this new chassis on the 250 than there is the 450. To me, the new chassis on the smaller bike corners better all the way around. Unlike the 450 where Area 2 is heavy, this is the opposite. It feels lighter. I can get in the corner better. I have more front wheel traction. I like that. So, uh, stock air pressure settings 10.7. If you're anywhere between 150 to 190, 10.9 is the key uh, to be after 7 hours. Anything after or before that, 10.8. After 7 hours, 10.9. Compression, 14 out. Rebound, 17 out. 105 millimeters on the sag. Shock compression, 14 out. Rebound down to 12. And then, again, 1.5 to 1.75 on the high-speed compression. That will help you out. Suspension, um, don't forget that you still have to bleed the air forks. There is a little bit, uh, little valves on each side that to bleed. You have to bleed those, so... What I do is I bleed them and then check the air pressure. So that is my go-to. That's how I do it. People wondering, hey, should I put air pressure, check the air pressure, put air in, and then bleed or what? It doesn't really matter what you do, but my routine is I bleed and then put air pressure in. So um, that's the, the go-to on that. Uh, again, FMF is a really good system. Uh, like, they don't pay me. They're not advertising no one pays me over here for mufflers right now um and i say right now because i think at, at one time i uh, had uh, yoshimira and i wasn't recommending everything to yoshimira so i just want to get you let you guys know i know there's some of those things go around oh people are getting paid off we don't do that over here i'm just giving you facts of what i rode and what works better uh i don't benefit on giving you guys a bunch of bullshit so FMF will give you an extra little bit of bottom end on the 250 and a little bit more mid-range, not as much top end, but I kind of like that. It gives me a little bit more bottom end. This is where this bike needs it. So FMF system, I, if it was me, I would run the insert in still. Again, same thing, take the screen out, but leave the insert in. It runs better. Jamie does not have, and I don't know why. We got to talk to him about that. Why doesn't he have the exhaust flange for a 250? He's made it for the 450. Let's try to build one for the 250. So maybe that is in the works. I will try to talk to him about that, and that'll get you some more bottom in. But of right now, no problems with this bike. 
uh, same kind of thing with the pivot uh, bolt, uh, the rims, the gearing for me, I like it stock. So um, I would just leave that stock gearing on unless you guys are getting some motor work. I have not tried any ECU settings with this. Uh, most of my work has been on the 450 side. But overall, 15 hours or so on this. It's a great bike. I'm really having a lot of fun on it. And as well as my bigger guy, Eddie, over there has a lot of fun on it. So look for an article uh, on my website soon about this bike for a bigger dude. As well as some opinions from me as well. Um, you can check that out. But those are the little nuances about the orange and the white bike here. We're going to continue to put some more time on them. If you guys need these settings, they will be up on my website. I will write a written article on what we've talked about here through this podcast. Uh, but nonetheless, man, I'm having a great time with this KTM 450. I'm working on trying to race this thing at Loretta Lynn. So if I get a little bit more of a comfort um, fork setting with these slide-in WP6500 cartridges that I'm running, which is nice. They're not a cone valve. They actually had a a nice mid-valve, mid-speed valve, um, similar to KYB in there. Um, we've talked about that on the show, and if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that spring conversion show, and we'll talk. you talk more about that, um, how it moves faster in the stroke. That, to me, provides a little bit more comfort, follows the ground better, but it still feels a little bit rigid on small bump absorption right now for me. Um, I had it to where it was feeling really good on small bump absorption and then maybe a little bit rigid in the mid-range, but now I'm, I'm finding out as I'm going in a little bit stiffer because I need it, um, I'm getting a little bit more of a rigidity problem near the top of the stroke. So I'm going to try to change spring rates and see if I need to go a little bit lighter in the spring. I'm 175 pounds right now. By the time Loretta's comes, I'll probably be down closer to 168 Um just simply because it's summer, I ride a lot in the summer, and uh, I just seem to melt off the weight because I've been riding a lot. So if that all goes well, I will be riding an orange bike at Loretta Lynn's. That'll be fun. So Mike Brown's going to have a, his hands full, hopefully, by uh, yours truly. And uh, I know this thing's plenty fast enough to get out of the gate, especially with the Dunlop uh, MX-12 or... Maybe by then, a new scoop will be available. That will be fun. So you can be on the lookout for that. And uh, we'll have a good time with it. I always seem to smile when I ride this bike. Um, it's a little bit of a, of a change for me at times because I've been on a green and a blue bike a lot lately. And uh, actually a red bike a lot lately, too, for a whole, whole something totally different. But um, it is fun to ride. So uh, it's a blend of a machine that gives vet riders and younger guys the same kind of feeling it's an exciting feeling because you can go into corners harder because it forces you to ride a little bit that way because it doesn't have a lot of low end like excitement so you end up riding a little bit faster and getting on the gas sooner because you want to roll your corners better so I think that's where that time is made up for me between the blue bike and the orange bike at least that's what I think you guys have any questions about these bikes Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Or if you see me at the track, simply come by the van. Uh, we can talk about it. Maybe I can help you out a little bit and give you some more information if you need it. That's what we do over here. We're an open book, open door policy, and we're happy to do it. You guys want to get some merch, go to the store on my website or email Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. Uh, if you have a young lad or a teenager that wants to know some information about Kawasaki's, that's what Aiden's been riding. Aiden at KieferInkTesting.com. He's happy to help you out too. 
Um, our family is built around motorcycles, motocross, and being an open book for you guys. So happy to be in business and happy to help you guys. Uh, I guess a couple things. It's going to sound corny. Achieve your dreams for your goals racing-wise or just to make your life a little bit easier when you go ride with your buddies. That's what I want to do over here. I love riding dirt bikes, and I love helping people. Those two things are embedded in me, so that's what we're doing. Uh, don't forget to support our advertisers on the show. It's a quick and easy, dirty podcast that we did, but I've been getting a lot of emails about these bikes, so I thought, why not throw this one up? We are going to Cal Classic this week, big amateur national race. We'll have an amateur national pod next week, as well as that suspension podcast that should be really good, man. And it, that engine podcast was a big hit. You guys want more of that kind of techie shit. So I'm listening to you guys, and I thought, why not get suspension? Because, you know, everyone fucks with suspension. I fuck with my suspension all the time to try to find something that's more comfortable. And like uh, my old buddy Larry Rosser said back in the day, you're only as good as what you try. He always told that to me when I was younger, and that stuck with me, and I'm fucking mid-40s right now. So um, that resonates hard with me. So you're only as good as what you try. So that's why we're doing that suspension pod. And Rob at Race Tech and, of course, Mark at REP are, are some of the best guys to talk about suspension too. All right, don't forget, uh, big show, Foxborough, live show, Pulp MX show, and uh, hope to see you guys there. Talk some racing. We'll see you in... Uh, the house that Tom Brady built next week. See y'all.